How's it going, everybody? My name is Christian Wagner, and I'm the Militant Thomist. So we're in it for the second stream of the night. Um, we'll be talking about, and this is a very brief text, so this shouldn't be too long. We're going to be, I'm going to be going over a text by pseudo Thomas, actually. This isn't, um, this is Thomistic in flavor, but this isn't actually a text that St. Thomas wrote, but maybe one of his disciples or somebody in the Thomistic stream of thought, but it's still very insightful and has been in many cases um, included in his corpus. So uh, this is an um, important letter, and um, we're going to get right into it. So I'm going to share my screen, but if you go in the description of the video and you'd like to uh, meditate on this text a bit more, then uh, you can find it there. So there's my screen. And I'll put myself down there. Okay. As you can see, very, very short. So let's go over it. So since you asked me, my dearest in Christ, brother John, how you should study in order to acquire the treasure of knowledge, I offer to you this advice on the manner. Do not wish to jump immediately from the streams to the sea, because one has to go through easier things to more difficult. And notice here, I think this is a very uh, practical piece of advice. When, when you are studying um, and you are approaching a new topic, do not, um, if you want to know about, for example, predestination, go to De Veritate and um, go to his article in Predestination there with its just massive 1520 objections and intense scholastic language, you're going to want to go to something a, a little bit easier, maybe um, the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Um, you all should read the Catechism before you even touch uh, St. Thomas, because you're going to want easier things, or maybe um, the Thomistic Institute and their video on predestination. Those uh, introductory level material uh, materials are very easy. And then as you're able to grasp the basics and grasp the outline of a certain discipline, should you go to those hard texts, although do not ignore the hard texts, you're always going to be wanting to ascend up the uh, ladder of knowledge to those uh, very difficult texts. And at the top, are gonna, you're, you're going to at the bottom, maybe uh, be the catechism, maybe some videos on YouTube, and then you're going to get into... Um, Maybe, maybe the Compendium Theologiae by St. Thomas Aquinas. That's an easier text. And then some of his, uh, some of his easier obscula, um, which are his smaller treatises, and um, some, some of those uh, plain language stuff that's not too, too difficult, but they provide a good uh, summary explanation. And then after that, you're going to want to jump into the Summa Theologiae and then the Summa Contra Gentiles. Those are two very important texts that are supposed to be introductory, actually. If you read the introduction to the Summa, it's supposed to be for uh, beginner students in theology. And then the Summa Contra Gentiles is supposed to be a bit of a guidebook. And then maybe after that, get into the commentary on the sentences by St. Thomas. That's definitely a bit more difficult than the Summa and the Summa Contra Gentiles, but it's still not the highest that you get. And then above that, you're going to get into his, his other treatises, such as De Potentia, um, De Veritate, and uh, advanced treatises like that. And then on the top, if you're just a superstar student, you're going to get into the commentaries and uh, later um, books reflecting on St. Thomas's uh, doctrine of certain things, such as Cajetan's commentary and Banyas's commentary and um, some of uh, Lagrange's commentaries and stuff like that. And all of this isn't even, a lot of this isn't even in English. 
But um, if you're just a superstar student and want to get into the deeper scholastic reflections on it, then those are important texts. But you're going to want to make sure you go up that ladder of ascent. Okay. Therefore, the following points are my warning and your instruction. Okay. So first, I commend you to be slow to speak and slow to go to the conversation room. <laughs> and by conversation room, um, think Twitter. Now... It's very important in your pedagogy to have a community of learners. So to be part of a community where people are studying the same things, so you can provide some foils and maybe some conversation partners. So he's he's not saying here to never go to the conversation room, but to be slow to the conversation room and to be slow to uh, to, to get uh, your opinion out there. Mostly he's, he's saying here to be quick to listen and slow to speak, to be, have that uh, habitus of a student, which uh, wherein you're, you're wanting, you're, you're attaching yourself to a master. And then my master has been St. Thomas Aquinas. You're attaching himself to that guy. And then you're soaking in what he says before you try to formulate opinions of your own. Yes. Leonard says, think before you tweet. Very important to think before you tweet. Second, embrace purity of conscience. So as a theologian, what's very important in the divine sciences is that you dispose yourself to receive these mysteries of the faith by, uh, by practicing the virtues, by, um, by praying, by going to mass, by uh, having specific devotions. Those, th these, are, these are very important things to have the right disposition of holiness before you're able to receive the greater mysteries of the faith. Okay. Do not give up spending time in prayer. Make sure before you even have a rule of reading or a rule of studying to have a rule of prayer. So first and foremost and chief in this is going to be the office of the church. So depending on if, if you're if you're Eastern Catholic, you might have the uh, Book of Hours. If you're uh, ordinary, you might have the Ordinary Prayer Book. If you're a normal Latin Rite Catholic, this might be the uh, Latin English Breviary, um, or the um, or the uh, if you're or the uh, what what is it called the Novus Ordo one Liturgy of the Hours. I'm sorry, I, I don't know, I forgot that. But um, it depending on um your your tradition, you're going to find a rule of prayer, and it might also be if you if you're just strapped for time, it might also be uh, simplified versions of these. There's plenty of good uh, options out there to where you can have a rule of prayer, which is going to take you through the Psalms and then readings of Scripture and collects and other devotions and the that rule of prayer in various offices or hours are going to be vital. Don't just, um, while the rosary is a beautiful devotion, uh, private devotion and uh, litanies are great. Novena are great. You're going to want to um, have the hours because the hours are specifically defined as a rule of prayer. And then also Leonard says, not just vocal, but mental prayer as well. Yes. You're going to want to, um, what has been very, uh, just groundbreaking in my study of theology is having to work a secular job for the first time in a, a long time. I, I have, I've had to work a secular job. So on my breaks, I'll read um, an article or two of the Summa 
And I will, over the next two hours before my next break, I will meditate and, uh, and, and pray on these, uh, these various mysteries. And this is vitally important. Then also another uh, important pious practice is to have a one of those collects or prayers or litanies that are designed for students before you study to pray before um, you uh, embark on your task of study, to pray during, responding to God um, in the truth that is given. And this can be easier or harder. It's going to be a lot easier when you're studying the doctrine of God, a bit harder if you're studying anthropology. Um, but you're going to always want to begin with prayer to have prayer during your study, and then also to conclude with prayer and thanksgiving for what you've been given and to supplicate that you may recall what you have studied and that you may uh, critically accept what you have studied. So do not give up prayer in your study. Okay, love spending much time in your cell if you want to be led into the wine cellar. Um, so it's hard to, uh, th these are specifically, um, these are specifically directed to to monastics but this is a very important concept so spend time wherever you study and pray uh, a lot more time than you will have fun it uh, work comes before fun there's nothing wrong with having fun and um to to go to the wine cellar so to speak but don't frequent that as uh as a priority um have that as an add-on when you've gotten everything else done you've gotten your necessary work done when you've gotten your prayer done and when you've gotten your study done always be focused on ora et labora to focus on prayer and work so show yourself amiable to all um a very important thing is to not look down on um on those masters of theology because i see oftentimes it's very easy on on twitter and stuff like i'm a thomist it's very easy for me to go on twitter and say like uh scotus was stupid because he disagreed with me or or something like that or some very one of the various doctors of the church saints and blesseds they're just stupid because they disagree with me and uh that's not the that's not the correct way to to go about it to be humble and to realize the fact that people from other Orthodox Catholic traditions may have um, may be right and you may be wrong. So show great humility in um, in 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 rightly considering uh, masters of theology before you just wholly discount them. Like there's reasons that I'm not a Scotist, but there are um, many reasons why I love Scotus. Uh, he is uh, he is very. Um, uh, he's a very intelligent thinker. He's obviously thought through his system. He is much more brilliant than I could ever dream of being. So have, show a great deal of humility when, you, when you're studying various authors. Do not query at all what others are doing. <laughs> Again, this is more of a practical piece of advice in your life, but, uh, but mind your own business, basically. Do not be for very familiar with anyone because familiarity breeds contempt. And provides matter for distracting you from your study. And again, this can be taken too far, but don't show this over familiarity where um, where you're just buddy buddy with everybody um, to to keep very close, um, solid friends. But don't just uh, go out there and want to uh, want to befriend every single person you meet. Uh, friendship and uh, friendship with man um, can become 
uh, contempt of God. It, it, it can become uh, enmity with God if you have too much friendship of the world. So this is this is not particularly um, not particularly uh, applicable to us because I'm sure every single person watching this video uh, is a layman. But uh, do not get involved at all in the discussions and affairs of lay people. So uh, <laughs> this is this can be taken for us to uh, mean do not get too involved in. Um, those issues of the world. If you're very serious about being a theologian, and that is going to be your primary vocation, uh, stick to that. Um, it's not necessarily bad to get involved in other issues. For example, um, a good application to our present day would be politics. Um, politics has very much overlap with theology. For example, the issue of abortion and uh, homosexual marriage, so-called marriage. And, and and stuff like that but um if you're just always involving yourself with uh the latest uh fox news versus msnbc controversies then that is going to take away a lot from your study make sure that uh theology is a priority um and studying theology is is really a primary vocation for you and a lot of these other things become secondary and can be ignored and should, especially in this formative period, because I'm assuming, at least for my demographics, a lot of you are in your 20s, um, late teens and uh, early 20s. So this is a very formative period in our life when it comes to our study of theology. So make sure that you have um, in in this in, in this period where our minds are very um, apt to learn that we are putting the right things in us, because that is going to have everlasting effects throughout the rest of our life. So avoid conversations about all in every manner. Again, um, <laughs> don't be getting into Twitter wars at three o'clock in the morning with people about uh, whether, um, I don't know, Joe Biden is stupid. Like that is, that's not very productive use of your time. If you're going to be up until 3 a.m., do it with prayer and study and contemplation. That's completely fine to lose sleep. Just don't lose sleep over the uh, the wrong matters. And again, this is um, this is speaking to myself as much as it's speaking to you guys. So uh, I'm not in this uh, calling myself a master. I'm just a fellow student of of the life that is theology. So do not fail to imitate the example of good and holy men. Again. You want to look at those exemplars in in the faith, and Saint Thomas is one particularly for me that I have a lot of devotion for. Have devotion to the saints. So um, do not consider who the person is you are listening to, but whatever good he says, commit to memory. Very important principle. Very important principle. So again, you have to show great um, a great depth of humility. Uh, just as uh, Pope St. Gregory the Great said to Augustine, whatever is whatever is true and good, take in. So um, you could even be reading uh, formal heretics. I mean, a lot of the people that I had read previously and I continue to read um, are in the Reform School of Thought, in the Reform Scholastic stream. And I get a lot of fruit from them because they say good things. So I do commit a lot of what they say to memory, and I use them as examples and uh, you may not even realize it, but I am telling you a lot of times what they are saying, <laughs> but they are saying good things. So do not have respect of persons, but only respect uh, whatever truth they're giving. And the same goes to um, 
the opposite way. Do not consider the person you are listening to, but whatever evil he says, forget about it. Whatever falsehood he is saying, forget about it. It could even be the my beloved angelic doctor who I have so much devotion for. He gets certain things wrong, for example, the Immaculate Conception. So whatever, when I get to that section of the Summa uh, where he's going over Mariology in relation to the Incarnation, when I read that section, I put my fingers in my ear and say, blah, 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 blah. And I ignore what he says because uh, he he's wrong on that. So it's, it's okay to uh, have these admissions both ways, but remember to show profound humility and to seek for first and foremost, foremost, the truth and not necessarily um, party convictions that you have, but to be a, uh, a man of synthesis, to be ironic is the, is the force of this exhortation right here. So the next, whatever you are doing and hearing, try to understand, resolve doubts and put whatever you can in the storeroom of your mind, like someone wanting to fill a container. So in our learning, the principle here is to be active, do not be passive, merely just uh, drinking in, but, or a better um, analogy is not just... Uh, just chew and swallow uh, whatever you are theologically eating, but make sure you digest it and make sure you uh, bring it forth to where it's nurturing uh, your theological life to make sure you're always uh, systematizing and considering and putting it in that storehouse that is your memory. So this, this last one, I think is the, um, is the most important one. And I want you to all listen here. Because I've I've had this problem with myself at various moments in my life. This last is is hugely important. I don't can't even overemphasize. But do not spend time on things beyond your grasp. So let's say you're you're like, oh yeah, um, I've been listening to some of Christian's videos. This St. Thomas Aquinas guy, he seems pretty cool. I'm gonna open up the Summa and I'm gonna read about um, the Eucharist. This is great. I'm gonna read about the Eucharist and St. Thomas. And you open it up and start reading about the Eucharist and you have no clue what he is talking about. You have no clue what substantial presence is, what inherence of accidents is. You're like, what the heck is he talking about? And you you decide, well, I'm just going to push through and I'm just going to read the rest so I can just say that I've read this section in Thomas. That is a idiotic way of going about it. And I'm speaking to myself too, because there are various texts where this happens to me too. That is a stupid way of going about it. If you want to reach out to me and ask me what texts are simpler, but still retain the substance of what he's saying, then great. I will, uh, I will happily oblige. You can uh, DM me on Twitter. You can email me at apologyanglicana gmail.com. You can comment on my videos. You can, uh, you can send me a telegram message or a, uh, or a dove with a note attached to it. I don't care. I will, I, I will respond. I do respond to most people, but if you are reading a certain text in St. Thomas or whatever author, and you are not grasping it, step back, stop reading and take his advice to go from the easier things to more difficult because you may need some time and you may need to absorb some other texts. You may need to absorb some of the language and categories he's speaking in. But um, first and foremost, you're going to want to get yourself to a position to be able to understand it, or you are just absolutely wasting your time and it's going to give no fruit. So um, 
Yeah, you, you'll need to read those important foundational texts, such as the Catechism. And uh, for example, with the sacraments, if you're not understanding what he says about the Eucharist, he has another treatise called On the Articles of the Faith, where he goes over the seven sacraments that I'll be going over later at 7 p.m. So um, where he uh, he provides this to a popular audience, and it's a lot easier. So um, now the conclusion, following such a path, you will bring forth flowers and produce useful fruit for the vineyard of the Lord of power and might. As long as you live, if you follow this, you can reach what you desire. Okay, I'm going to go over, see if there's any questions in the chat or comments. Okay. Yeah, Shia Alex C makes a very good point, good important point. That point on commit to memory is something that came up just the other day when we were talking about origin and Aristotle. Yes. Because a lot of people will will deride origin, say, ah, oh, don't read origin. Origin's a heretic. And while the origin is was condemned, yes. Origin still has a lot of very important and very good and true things to say. So read origin. If you can read <laughs> If you can read Aristotle, the pagan philosopher, you can read Origen, read Plato, read um, read all of the read uh, Tertullian and um, these other authors that have really good things to say are very foundational to the tradition. Because if you don't, you are missing out. But you need to properly uh, be able to get rid of the bad. <laughs> Why don't I understand this text? No, I haven't read the Catechism. <laughs> Oh, Christian Mario says, I have 666 followers, and I'm kind of sus. Well, um, as a conclusion, if you are not subscribed to me, please hit that subscribe button to get me out of 666 followers. And um, remember also Discord. I'm going to keep emphasizing this because it's very important. Um, just in case uh, they blow me up, I'm going to put in the live chat, and then also um, it'll be in the description of this video when it gets edited. Um, and become a patron if you're really enjoying what I'm doing here. And um, that's all I have for you for this stream, but there will be another stream at 630. So um, God bless.